home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Good afternoon. It is I, Chuck Moore, hosting Chuck Moore Speaks Monday through Friday, 10 till noon Eastern Standard Time here at the USA Network. Welcome to join the program. 844-439-1391. 844-439-1391. And my guest is fiction writer Merle Temple. And Merle is the author of A Ghostly Shade of Pale, which is the uh, first in a trilogy of books. Merle, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Uh, thanks, Chuck, for having me on. Uh, Merle, uh, you know, this book, first of all, I have to ask you quite quite bluntly here. Um, is this book, um, how much of this book is... Um, is autobiographical. Well, uh, this is the first in a trilogy, A Rented World, a sequel uh, to Ghostly, just uh, came out this week. And uh, all the written is fiction, but uh, all are drawn from the experiences uh, that I've lived and experienced in my uh, 66 years, uh, the good, the bad, and the, and the tragic. And, and I think it gives a ring of truth to the books, or so the readers and the reviewers say. You know, I mean, this is really not only is it an exciting story uh, of a life filled with all sorts of um, adventures in in various segments of uh, of Southern society, but it also uh, gives an important glimpse into some of the social main social issues that confronted the South and the nation in the 1960s and 70s. You get into the civil rights movement. You talk about the Vietnam War, uh, drug deals. Um, you mentioned in, in uh, as part of the uh, the narrative here uh, the phenomena of uh, airstrips being used to smuggle in narcotics from uh, Central America, South American uh, drug cartels, with the uh, funds being used for sort of a black op uh, activities inside the United States. My question to you is: uh, Is that based upon uh, your own? direct experience, and is this an oblique reference to the MENA airfield in Arkansas? Well, it was, uh, like you say, it was uh, really an interesting time to live through. There were just so many divergent challenges uh, colliding at once on the same stage, and 
it really challenged America. I think perhaps we lost our way uh, during that time, and, and uh, some of what we see today, I think you can directly trace it back to that. Not sure we ever exactly figured it all out, but uh, yeah, it was uh, you know it was kind of disconcerting and dis- disillusioning uh, to uh, young idealistic officers to see. Uh, some of the things that we did see, and to see uh, these mercenary pilots hired by intelligence agencies to jump guns out of our small airfields and fly under radar into Central America, for whichever side we were supporting at the time. And then our problem with that was that they came back and uh, they were not not empty. They were loaded uh, with drugs and uh, all sorts of things. And... uh, you know, the information we had, you know, was it indicated that it was, uh, you know, possibly sanctioned. That was the only question we had. And, of course, we came to believe, many of us did, you know, that it was sanctioned. And so it's uh, it was uh, very uh, disheartening. Uh, this is an incredible story. I mean, what, what we're describing here, then, is the smuggling into the United States of drugs from South America where you have various elements within the United States, perhaps people involved with the national security apparatus, um, you know, the uh, CIA or whatnot, uh, basically uh, working hand-in-glove with these drug cartels to bring the, the drugs here, to sell them on the streets of the United States, to split the profits, assumedly, and with a good portion of those th- that money going into funding off-the-record black op operations that obviously is money that's not ex- appropriated by Congress. Um, you, you know, it's a story that um, that Merle, I've I've had authors on in the past who have talked about this. There was a big expose in the San Jose newspaper in California on it. The author of those of that series, his, his, his name escapes my memory right now, unfortunately, and it's particularly unfortunately because he committed suicide. But uh, he talked about how uh, American agents were basically bringing drugs into Los Angeles and uh, and profiting from it with the money going into these black ops. Meanwhile, American citizens are getting hooked on drugs. I mean, it's really an unbelievable story. And that uh, if if this is at all what you're talking about or that you were exposed to, then I definitely can understand where you're coming from when you say you've been disillusioned. Well, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, the message, I think the underlying message in, in all three of these books and the trilogy uh, is constant, and that is, to paraphrase what Thoreau said, it's all that's necessary to to lose yourself, to lose your soul in this world is to be turned around once with your eyes closed, and that's certainly... What I've seen in my life, uh, you know, the world as it is, or as most people think it is, is really, it's an illusion. And, uh, you know, they only know, the public only knows just a fraction, about an inch deep, you know, what is really happening. And uh, a lot of games being played, uh, a lot of manipulation uh, by people out on the fringes and uh, in power and uh uh, you know, they um, they manipulate all sides and play them against each other sometimes. And, uh, and uh, 
and the folks who are being manipulated aren't aware they're being manipulated. And it's uh, so this is. Uh, I hope this is a good. Uh, these are good stories and reviews from reviewers and readers. You know, bear that out. And it's entertaining and informing. But I also hope these books, you know, make people stop and think and uh, question. You know, just uh, what they believe and uh, exposes also. Uh, in the books, especially in a rented world, you know, just how government works. And it's nothing, again, like people think. And uh, I think the second book, the first book was somewhat controversial, but book two will be even more so. And uh, there will be some people at very high levels, I think, who won't be happy with it. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, but it's been, um, it's been, uh, quite an experience for us, you know, to write these books, a tour across America, and, and have people come up to us and just uh, you know, share things with us and say, you know, thanks thanks for saying these things, um, uh, thanks for uh, speaking up, and also for writing them in a way, though, that is uplifting and edifying. You know, I, I never want to appeal to current interest or, or, or write books to the lowest common denominator as as some in the industry wanted me to, to, to add a lot of things, which I just refused to do. And so it's really, right. uh, Chuck, it's been quite a blessing. Well, well, look, I mean, the book, I, I, to be honest, I haven't read it yet. I'm looking forward to it. But from what I've been reading on your, about the, the, uh, the reviews and, and Amazon and whatnot, uh, I can tell that it's beautifully written. Um, it, it has very interesting and, and dramatic fictional characters that are very well developed, but yet at the same time, this is one of those books that not only exposes various truths, but it also digs deeper than even that in that it exposes and develops certain social truths, things that were going on in society, the reaction to the Vietnam War, the civil rights movement. You talk about Satanism and its influence. I mean, in a sense... uh, Merle, you know, this is like Uncle Tom's Cabin. You know, this is like, a, you know, which was a fictional book, but it exposed uh, a, uh, you know, institution of slavery in a way that, uh, that you know, the abolitionists could not do. And it le- it changed America. It changed people's thinking. I mean, Abraham Lincoln said that uh, when he met Harriet Beecher Stowe, you're the little lady that started the war. You know, I mean, these are things that uh, that can can basically, through a fictional account, we can learn a lot more about what's going on in this country and ourselves than we can by just some dry report. Now, uh, Merle, what exactly were you involved in back in the day? I mean, what kind of a career did you have that brought you into proximity with uh, with some of these goings-on? Well, uh I graduated from high school in 1966 uh, here just below Tupelo, Mississippi, where I live, the home of birthplace of Elvis. Thank you very much. And uh, and I yeah, took a train yeah. to Washington uh, a week after high school and uh, worked in the FBI as a fingerprint technician for a while and actually met Jagger Hoover and have met a lot of iconic figures in my life. Uh, and uh, But I decided I needed to come home and... and uh, get in college, and so I did, and uh, and just as I was about to graduate at Ole Miss, um, they, they, Nixon declared the first war on drugs and in the early 70s, and uh, the Bureau of Narcotics here in Mississippi, modeled after the DEA, 
was created just as Nixon was consolidating everything in Washington and creating uh, the DEA and, um, you know, some of those uh, things that happened during that time, too, you know, were uh, very troubling because uh, anytime you concentrate, you know, more power in Washington, you know, there's, there are going to be problems and threats to civil liberties. But but the Bureau of Narcotics uh, here was formed. It was brand new. They recruited me, and I went in, became an agent, and uh, worked undercover uh, for a while. I was held hostage, uh, which is fictionalized in the book. I was held hostage when I was working solo, and uh, while they debated where to dump my body, they ate razor blades, and uh, they, they bled out, and almost, and uh, rate fire, swallowed fire. It was yeah, it was quite an experience, and uh, and later as an investigator, uh, two contract killers out of Memphis lured me out to assassinate me after we'd had an organized crime set up, and and then later as uh, the first captain over the north half of the state. Uh, my men and I were ambushed uh, uh, doing a heroin deal, and they had a sniper sitting on a railroad trestle covering the deal with a high-powered rifle and uh, behind a clump of pine trees, and he opened fire on us. We went to arrest the Confederates, and um, you know, a terrible gun battle ensued. And uh, there was very dramatic divine intervention that day. And uh, and also, again, all the money that spread around from all of that is corrupting government at all levels. And uh, some people moved to uh, who were on that payroll uh, in law enforcement actually moved to try to undermine us. But uh, as it turned out, they were unsuccessful. So. You know, we have just, uh, you know, just seen so much. And then after that, I was uh, had to, I headed up an internal affairs investigation to investigate a governor trying to corrupt our agency, uh, who wanted to clip our wings. Uh, and uh, uh, so uh, that turned out not so well for the governor. But then they came after me, and uh, so I decided I it was untenable in, in my position, and I had to leave and. Went into the corporate world, and then later into high-level politics, and uh, all of those experiences, uh, some of which were very, very rough, uh, uh, are the fodder for book two and, and book three. And during that process, I was state criminal justice chairman for President Reagan in Mississippi when he first ran, and you know later met uh, Margaret Thatcher and Charlton Heston, and oh, just a, a, a lot of very interesting people. Huh. Wow. I mean, Merle, you know, it sounds to me like you've traveled in uh, in law enforcement, in government, in the private sector, in the corporate world, and you've been sort of on the inside of all of them. All right, we're going to take a brief break here. Merle Temple is my guest. The book is A Ghostly Shade of Pale. We'll be right back. Look, kid, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning, we can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
Is your child struggling in school? Poor reading skills lead to low self-esteem. Finally, there's help. Call the USA Reading Clinic at 1-888-834-READ. This revolutionary reading system has already helped thousands of children. Your child can get an A-plus in reading. The USA Reading Clinic works even where other reading systems have failed. See results in just seven days, guaranteed. Call 1-888-834-READ. Call today. Let me see your hands, kid. Disgusting. Order some of the new Brawny Industrial brand flax wipers from Granger. They're highly absorbent, made from sustainable bio-based material, and safer than laundered wipes because they carry fewer contaminants. Perfect for cleaning up after a dirty job like whatever it was you were doing. You're going to be living with those hands for a long time, kid. Keep them clean and your facility spotless with new Brawny Industrial brand flax wipers. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash Georgia Pacific or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily easily get the cash you need up to one million dollars with no collateral no app or upfront fees and your credit rating is not a factor plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days call the business funding group at 1-800-684-5434 that's 1-800-684-5434 this is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get call 1-800-684-5434 now Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. With one phone call, you'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. It's a free service, so call now. 800-379-2206. 800-379-2206. author, journalist, and American patriot. This is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much, and my guest is Merle Temple. He is an author of uh, a trilogy of books, among them A Ghostly Shade of Pale. This book uh, is a fictional account with a lot of uh, 
real situations in it that deal with specific events, but also with greater social content. Uh, Merle, in your experience, you talk in this book and you make allusions to this sort of Satanist underground that uh, that seems to permeate. Is there such a thing as a Satanist underground in the United States, and how pervasive is that? Oh, sure. I think there is. And matter of fact, I uh, uh, just had an encounter with one, uh, and uh, he uh, he attacked me on social media, and uh, because he uh, was promoting uh, this new design that, that they want to place at uh, one of the courthouse grounds. Uh, the image of Satan sitting in his chair, drawing this young boy and girl up to his throne, and uh, so we had a, a bit of uh, engagement over that. And uh, he uh, just uh, uh, savaged me when I objected to it, and I told him I didn't see how he could find any beauty in that which he was professing. I said, unless you prescribe to the uh, satanic Bible, which says, Cursed are the weak, for they shall be blotted out. And he proceeded to unleash a prize on me that would peel the paint off the walls. And, and then he finished by telling me, he said, Oh, man, he said, you'll die soon. And he said, then okay. me and my offspring is going to tear down uh, everything you Christians and people of faith have built in this country. And so, yeah, I would... Uh, I would say it's real, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's something that some people just uh, you know prefer to kind of look away from, uh, or some people are told, well, that really doesn't exist anymore, and and we're we're too sophisticated to believe in that now. But uh, you know, that's that's just not true. I know that a, a while back I, I interviewed an author who did a very thorough uh, piece of research on the son of Sam murderer back in the in the 1970s and discovered that he had been a part of a satanic cult that um, was basically doing all sorts of um, uh, nasty things. I mean, they would surface once in a while with spray paint around the country. Um, but uh, he uncovered, I think, what he described as really the tip of an iceberg with regard to um, this kind of a, a satanic element that that uh, not only pervades in the dark corners in the United States, but uh, possibly is also something that's been embraced by people at a very high level, uh, both in our political and economic life. Uh, did you come across anything like that? Uh, yeah, Chuck, I think you're exactly right. I, I tell people, uh, especially because uh, I was... Uh, well, for a long time, I was a political junkie. I, I worked in campaigns, ran campaigns, and and traveled uh, in some interesting circles uh, at one time and was always flying in and out of Washington. The corporate jet would come by and pick me up, and we would fly, and we would talk to senators and congressmen. And uh, in the second book, A Rented World, there's one whole chapter in the White House. And... Uh, you know, I saw all of these people uh, who who they cling to power, you know, at all cost, and we've seen that in some recent campaigns uh, that just just passed, and they would do almost anything, you know, to preserve that power. And I tell people, you know, that from my experience, yeah, sure, the power is and uh, something that's uh, you know addictive, addictive, and 
Uh, some think they can't live without that power, and they'll do anything to preserve it, and they'll do anything to anyone who gets in the way of that. And I said, but that's not all of it. I said, some, some even when they're overwhelmed by infirmity, they still, and they can't even perform the, uh, the basic mechanics of their job, they still cling to it. And one reason is that some of these people I have known, uh, Chuck, uh, they equate uh, retirement or surrender of power with death, and they are terrified, terrified to meet their maker because they know what they've done when they've chosen to rule in hell on earth rather than serve in eternity in heaven. So, in other words, uh, as they reach the end of their life and they're thinking of Judgment Day, it sort of catches up to them. And uh, and yet, um, you know, they've spent, people spent their lives, I mean, I think that this is also a phenomenon amongst the very powerful and the richest uh, in that they're, they're so out of touch with their with basic humanity that they come to believe that they have some superior wisdom to uh, that they can impart over the rest of us, and they can use the power of government or the power of their financial connections to make that happen. I mean, that's what some of these great uh, movements of the 20th century were about, like socialism and communism and Nazism. Anyway, we'll be right back. Merle Temple's my guest. He goes to Shane Hill. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Okay, so you own a business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? (laughs) Yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and funds in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Merle Temple's my guest. A Ghostly Shade of Pale uh, is the book. So, Merle, here we have it. You're witnessing this, uh, the influx of drugs coming in from 
South and Central America with its enormous financial benefit, its corrupting element where it corrupts governments, it corrupts governments, uh, both state and even possibly federal. Uh, it's in, uh, You've got agents involved in it. You've got uh, money going into siphoning off into these black ops, which we don't even know what they're doing or what they're about. Uh, Mina Airfield in Arkansas is, of course, a, a well-known example. Uh, then George H.W. Bush brings in the so-called War on Drugs, maybe Part 2. Nixon, of course, doing Part 1. Um, has anything happened since then? I mean, have we gotten to the bottom of it, or is the corruption so pervasive that it just uh, it's, it's enveloped portions of our, our economy and, and life? Well, it's it's, it's, uh, it's such a complex issue to talk about the war on drugs, and uh, certainly, you know, we 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 found I think from a very early uh, point uh, in our experience, even so long ago, that uh, trying to you know stop stop drug traffic was trying was like trying to um, uh, dam up the Mississippi River with a shovel. You know, it just wasn't happening. You know, we thought we'd get better. We our intelligence was better. You know, we take out uh, this if we could take out this big organization and everything would be good and of course there were four or five waiting to take its place because there were just so much money involved and uh, and uh, government always uh, creates straw men uh, and they use uh, you know crime uh, drugs terrorism or whatever they use the, the public fear of that to come and say, you know, give us a little bit more of your liberty, and we'll make you safe. And then they come and they say, give us a little bit more. And uh, until we wake up, like Franklin warned us, and, you know, we have neither liberty nor security. And uh, so I think that's the downside of it all. A lot of money, a lot of uh, laws passed uh, since I was in drug enforcement that we we would never have dreamed of and would have been quite horrified by you know, given these extraordinary police powers uh, to government to spy on the populace and uh, and see in so many instances, you know, where they took those powers and actually just turned them on average citizens. And uh, so there's a, there's a real threat to our liberty afoot. And uh, I encourage all my friends, you know, I said I was there, you know, I was in, uh, in, in gun battles. My life was threatened many times. And everything. So, you know, I have, you know, uh, I have some experience to speak from when I say, and I'm no wilting, uh, you know, liberal or anything, but I said, I love liberty. And I said, you just can't knee jerk support this side or that. You have to think, 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 and question everything that you hear uh, from the government and, and dig a little deeper. You know, I mean, I, look, this is one of the ugliest and most uh, sinister conspiracies that I, I've uh, discussed, and I've discussed several. Uh, these are criminal conspiracies, not political necessarily, although they become. And and, uh, and, and that is that uh, basically uh, our government has raised money and elements within our government and private sector have raised money on the backs of uh, innocent Americans but who got hooked on drugs. And uh, then, of course, the crime that results from that addiction, it results in uh, the, the furtherance of police powers uh, on a state and federal level, which uh, 
is also something that's desirable to uh, to a more authoritarian-oriented uh, people in government. So they, they get two benefits from it. They get financial benefit, they get, and they also get uh, political benefit, while, while Americans are suffering terribly from this. Um, you, you know, you're here as a whistleblower. Um, you know, you're, you're pointing out, and I think accurately, that... Uh, that the corruption is so pervasive that it has not in any way stopped. If anything, it's become institutionalized. I'm sorry, we've got one more break here. Uh, Earl Temple's my guest. We'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a Heavy 100 Radio Talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Business and cash is tight. So what do you do when you need funds? Go to a bank? <laughs> yeah, right. Waste a lot of time, send tons of paperwork only to find out you need to personally guarantee your home, firstborn, and everything in between. Or you can just call the Business Funding Group. Yeah, it's fast and simple with a 95% approval rate and cash for any business purpose. Equipment, inventory, expansion, cash flow, payroll. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. When you call, you'll find out how to quickly and easily get the cash you need, up to $1 million with no collateral, no app or upfront fees, and your credit rating is not a factor. Plus approvals in 12 hours and 5 in two to three days. Call the Business Funding Group at 1-800-684-5434. That's 1-800-684-5434. This is by far the fastest and best business loan you can possibly get. Call 1-800-684-5434 now. Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. My guest is Burl Temple. The book is A Ghostly Shade of Pale. Here's an example of, of, of um, 
what I'm looking at uh, with this book. This is from the Amazon Review. An uneasy and complex alliance between these shadowy figures, organized crime bosses, and corrupt politicians form a matrix where Frederick indulges in madness, slimy Mississippi politicians nurture their deviancy, and snipers ambush Michael and his agents from a frozen field of regret. A deadly game of cat and mouse threatens the life of the woman Michael loves, loses, and finds again as she washes down black beauties with champagne in the seamy Memphis nightclubs of the Dixie Mafia. What an atmosphere, I must say, Merle. You know, good going. Well, thanks, Chuck. It was, uh, you know, uh, uh, interesting time to live through. Great fodder for a novelist uh, in his old old age, I must say. And I want to say, if I could, uh, hello to my friends in the Boston area. Uh, I was up in uh, Boston in 1977 at the New England Institute of Management and was class president up there, I think primarily because I talk funny. I stood out, you know, with my southern accent, but I uh, have some great memories up there and I uh, haven't forgotten our friends in that area and hope to come up that way uh, to do a book signing uh, maybe in the new year sometime. We'd really love to, to do that. Uh, I could say on a lighter note, uh, Chuck, I get to write about a lot of interesting characters in the South and uh, and in my current book, uh, one of the characters is from the Delta in Mississippi. Anybody who knows anything about the Delta knows over in the uh, northwest quadrant of the state, it's one big long floodplain. And if it ever uh, if it ever starts to rain seriously, you better hope that Noah's there with his ark. And uh, so they asked this character, they said, "Just how flat is it in the Delta?" And he uh, Responds, he said, it's so flat. He said, you can sit on the roof of your house and watch your dog run away from home for two or three days. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's it's a fascinating part of the country. Um, and um, one that uh, certainly has a reputation for um, sort of a, a an underground life, if you will. And, uh, I mean, certainly Boston does, too, and did when you were up here. I think that Boston has done a pretty good job of cleaning up the mafia here. Um, there, there's a great book about how um, the, the mob was busted in the 1990s. And then, of course, the Bulger trial kind of finished it. All right, we'll be right back. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Taking back America one listener at a time. Chuck Morse speaks. 
Thank you very much. And my guest is Merle Temple. He's a fictional author. He's the author of a trilogy of books, including A Ghostly Shade of Pale, available at Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, major bookstores. These are exciting books. They give an insight not only into a uh, the underbelly of American politics, but also they delve into uh, profound social issues, particularly as they affected his native South. Um, Merle, uh, what has been the, um, I don't know, I guess you might say the response by the establishment to your books? Well, uh, the response of reviewers and readers has just been overwhelmingly positive and just uh, humbling when we get these private letters and notes and emails. Uh, not so much from, uh, you know, the establishment figures, but uh you know, that's to be expected. I think book two, as soon as it becomes as widely read as A Ghostly Shade of Pale uh, has been, that uh, I think that there will be some pushback, and um, I expect, um, uh, you know, some uh, some attacks here and there. Uh, but that's okay. Um, uh, it's all part of uh, this commitment I made to God to write these three books. You know, with his help, and he's opened doors for us everywhere. Um, uh, Criminal Minds in Hollywood read the manuscript of the first one, invited us to Hollywood, and and uh, we signed for cast of Criminal Minds and Major Crimes, and was on TV in Beverly Hills. And Bill Gibson's son, Mike May, you know, it just it was on radio at KKLA for an hour. And uh, we got to uh, to engage a, a lot of different people from different backgrounds. And though we might have some uh, uh, disagreements philosophically and politically, uh, you know, they they love the writing. And so uh, they, you know, we we just uh, had a dialogue that is ongoing, you know, with a lot of people. And uh, and we see people, you know, kind of questioning some long-held uh, beliefs they had about things and uh, like i said before you know digging a little deeper but i tell you chuck i tell people you know when you when you get a tip you know and you're sitting on the interstate you know south of jackson uh at midnight and you get a tip that there's somebody coming in from new orleans uh and you see the big car come out of the night in the gloom and and you follow the car downtown uh, to the governor's mansion, and out of the back uh, seat steps Carlos Marcello, the most powerful godfather in the country at that time, and who some linked to the deaths of RFK and JFK. Nothing yeah, surprises you much say, after there that. Was a, there was a bit of a uh, connection between Marcello and the, uh, the uh, JFK assassination, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, and because uh, he hated the Kennedys, and uh, and especially Bobby, because Bobby deported him one time, uh, dropping him and his cohorts off in the Guatemalan jungles to walk out or die, and that's a dangerous thing to do to a man whose favorite saying is, three people can keep a secret if two are dead." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, wow, I mean, there's a whole a whole ball of wax we could get into. I mean, and certainly. Um, I've done my programs on that. I, my, my good friend, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi, uh, just did a book about the Kennedy assassination, which I think is the best I've read, and I've read several, um, in that he doesn't come to any hard conclusions, but he gets into all of the different scenarios, and, and he presents all of the different evidence around those. And uh, 
Marcelo and the whole uh, New Orleans mob plays a role in it. Um, I think that they played a role in the, um, according to another book but, but that I just read by Roger Stone about Nixon, that they played a role in the setting up of the, uh, the operation which led to the Bay of Pigs invasion, and uh, that Nixon had a role in that uh, as vice president under Eisenhower. So there's, a, there's some fascinating connections there. Yeah, and so well, nothing much surprises you when you see things like that, and uh, and uh, we, you know, we just see you see a lot of things under the cover of darkness when you're out on surveillance and investigating, and and you see people do things that the public would absolutely not believe that some of those figures would do, and because uh, they they're one thing to them, and then. Uh, a totally different person when it comes to how they operate and uh, do business and run government and and the unholy you know trinity you know as I call it in book two of politics crime and business and uh, but they all uh, they all sing the uh, same secular hymn everyone and everything is for sale and you know sometimes these things are so unbelievable that. Um People just don't want to believe it. They don't want to think about it. It's so unsavory and so, um, uh, you know, unholy, if you will, that they just look the other way. It's kind of what uh, Adolf Hitler talked about in Mein Kampf, the big lie. You know, you tell a lie that's so big and so audacious that people just don't want to not believe it. It's a little lies that get you caught up. Okay, we'll be right back. Look, kid, when guys like us walk into a facility in the morning... We can smell a problem. No one needs to hand us a work order. We already know it. Today, for instance, we need a new gearbox, six globe valves, and a dozen ballasts. And when I smell a problem, Granger smells that I smell a problem. They help me keep this place up and running. Now that's the kind of smell I like. The sweet smell of success. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the bathroom. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area. HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. You can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much. Will Temple is my guest. A Ghostly Shade of Pale is the book. Merle, we just have a minute or so left here, so I'd like you to take the opportunity to let uh, my listeners know how they can get your books, where they can find out more information about you and about um, about your work and, and any other thoughts you might want to impart uh, w- with us. Well, thanks for having me on, Chuck. Uh, you know, I really admire you and uh, the work that you've done. And I would just tell folks, the uh, easiest place to find uh, my books is just to go to Amazon.com and uh, look at Merle Temple uh, page there, M-E-R-L-E-T-E-M-P-L-E, uh, and you can find uh, the books and a lot of re- reviews uh, by reviewers and customers and uh, readers, I should say. And uh, Or you can go to MerleTemple.com also for a little bit more, some uh, 
photographs from Hollywood and some interviews and and so forth and uh, and uh, my inter- my email there is on uh, is on my site and that's Merle Temple at bellsouth.net. I love to hear from people. Uh, I love to do interviews. I love to speak at different venues, and so uh, I'd love to hear from you. Well, Merle, you know, you're doing a great job. These are exciting books, and, and they have great social import, um, which I it gives them the uh, – they, they ought to be prominently displayed. They ought to be read by anyone of any age to get fantastic insight into how things work sort of under the uh, under the hood, so to speak. Um, Merle Temple, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Oh, thank you for having me on, Chuck. It's my pleasure. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, and in um, we we have coming up in our number two, a guest that uh, is known as Rose from Texas, um, who um, is part of the Tea Party movement. She is talking about. Um, genocide, which I, I might be an exaggerated term, but certainly persecution of white people in South Africa. And uh, at the bottom of the hour, we will be joined by uh, Chris uh, Scott, uh, who is uh, part of uh, a group uh, talking about uh, a secular attack on Christianity in the media. Okay, so please stay tuned. We'll be back. And if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for which she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now... Very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call A Place for Mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. A home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, HomeAdvisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And HomeAdvisor is absolutely free to use. At HomeAdvisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros Even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Boston conservative in the cradle of liberty. 
you'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much. Hour number two of Chuck Moore Speaks, Monday through Friday, 10 till noon, here at the at the USA Network. You're welcome to join the program. 844-439-1391 We're joined by Rose from Texas. Rose has some information. She's uh, active in the Tea Party circles in Texas. Uh, she has information with regard to uh, the problems uh, being had by uh, by white people in South Africa. Rose, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much, Chuck, for having me on. Rose, what's going on over there? I mean, what can you tell us about uh, the situation as it stands? Well, um, when ANC took over in 1994 um, and Nelson Mandela was made president, everyone thought that the problems in the Rainbow Nation were over. But that is when the problem started for the white people in South Africa. Now, I agree with you that genocide is a very strong word for what is happening there. But um, Professor Gregory Stanton, who is the head of Genocide Watch, which is a, a USA-based organization, went to South Africa and investigated events there. And he has put South Africa on stage six on Genocide Watch out of eight stages. Now, stage six is the preparation stage. Stage seven is actually happening. And stage eight is denial of it happening. Um, he was very outspoken against the apartheid and worked tirelessly to bring it to an end. But he's horrified about what is happening in South Africa. And uh, for such a prestigious organization to take this seriously is a big thing. The, the lives of white people in South Africa are very, very hard today because there's a kind of reverse discrimination happening. There have been laws passed which make it practically impossible for a white person to be employed in South Africa. For instance, if you have a company, you have to get a black partner, no matter whether he's qualified or not qualified, to own 49% of your company. Now, now that, is, that is very distressing. And also, um, any, white co- any company has to have at least 80% black employees. Now... Um, I work in a very big company in South Africa, and a lot of the people that you employ are just on a numbers game. So the people that have got experience and do know the job, they're working three times as hard to do the work of the people that are not qualified for the job and were hired based strictly on color. And you have to understand that South Africa is about twice the size of Texas, and there are approximately 92 murders a day in South Africa. Now, those are not just white murders. Those are overall black and white. But that is an enormous number of murders for a country so small. I mean, if that were happening in Texas, it would be an absolute outrage. And what frightens me the most, Chuck, is that there are about, 3.5 3.5 million whites, we can't get an exact number, but it's between 3.5 and 4 million white people left in South Africa and approximately 55 million blacks. Now, um, mm-hmm. of that 
3.5 million whites, 850,000 of them are living in abject poverty. I have got the most terrible photograph of the elderly uh, starving to death and, and things. They've been dispossessed of their language, their education, their history, um, and now they don't have jobs either. And they're living in squatter camps, which in essence is a hut built by themselves out of cardboard and corrugated iron with no electricity, no running water, no toilets, no access to state grants, um, and even not access to charity because they passed the law in South Africa as well that says you cannot give to a white-only charity. Otherwise, you lose your your tax benefits and your 501, what you call a 5013C here. So these people are totally helpless and living in unbelievable circumstances. And I'm worried that 25% of the white population is being wiped out, literally, from starvation, malnutrition, cold, etc., and there doesn't seem to be anything that anybody is saying about. Well, I mean, it's quite a stark picture that you're drawing, and I'm glad that you're bringing it up here, Rose. Um, this organization, uh, the Genocide Watch, <clears throat> they have, as you say, stages toward genocide. Where do they put the uh, the white South African population in terms of numbers, in terms of where they are? Yeah, as to how Six. close they are to genocide. Six. There okay, are eight so that's stages. getting up there. Yeah. And we're in stage six, which is a preparation stage. Um, but, but Chuck, you have to understand that there were 100, uh, approximately 120,000 white farmers in South Africa in 1994. At this stage, there are about 40,000 left. Um, for a lot of reasons, some of them have left the country, but the, the the redistribution of land policies that the ANC brought in have dispossessed an incredible number of farmers. Their farms have been handed over to black people who are not farming. So a perfectly um, productive farm, which has been in a family for 400 or so years, has now been taken away from the white farmers, given to black farmers, who have reduced it to rubble, literally, burnt on, mm-hmm. cut down all the trees and used them for firewood. And now South Africa, which was the breadbasket of, of Africa and exporting food by the millions of tons all over the world, is for the first time in history importing food to feed the people because the farms mm-hmm. are just being given away. And then recently, they passed a new law that every farmer has to give 50% of his farm to his black laborers. Now, you can't do that. A farm can never be productive if you've, if you've given 50% of it away to people who are not going to produce. You know, it's um, it sounds to me like, first of all, I mean, wouldn't this have a very bad effect on the overall economy of South Africa? Don't the people in general, black and white, don't they care about that? What about the government? Aren't they concerned that South Africa might be losing its strong economic position in the world? 
I mean, South Africa was, uh, as you say, it's the breadbasket of Africa up until the 1990s, and it was one of the best, most prosperous economies in the, in the, on the continent. It probably was the most. Aren't they losing their position, and aren't they concerned about that? Well, they are losing their position. They've been downgraded twice um, by Moody's and, and the other credit agencies in the last two years. Their, their economy is growing backwards, not forwards. And no, but the, the problem, Chuck, as, as I see it, is that it is one huge, big gravy train in South Africa. Our president, President Zuma, has absolutely no formal education. He was taught to read and write by a woman who had a grade four education, and he has never been to school, ever. And he is in charge of that incredible, well, once incredible country. So given that, you can see how stark a picture it is that we have totally uneducated people and their, their ANC compadres who fought in the ANC wars against the whites with them who are given positions way above, way above any education or any knowledge that they have, and they are making themselves rich and fat. And I don't think they actually care. I don't think they care. You know, the ANC back in the 1960s when it was starting up and when Nelson Mandela was involved before he went to prison, it was a radical Marxist group. Um, have they continued in that vein or are they moving more toward a um, you know, free market capitalist uh, modality? No, 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 Chuck. They're not moving that way at all. They, they are. I, I was reading something this morning which is astonishing. They, they are trying to pass bills that will nationalize everything. Everything. Banks, insurance companies, properties, everything. Now, that is totally Marxist. I mean, absolutely, totally. And, and once that is done, that country's finished. It, it's well, it over. Would be insane. I mean, they're going to wipe out the entire private sector, and it's going to become as bad as any. Um, Third world Marxist, uh, you know, like Zimbabwe, I suppose, which is an absolute basket case. Well, we're going, South Africa is going the exact same way as Zimbabwe. And, and the problem is that our, the present president, President Zuma, he has now got some firebrand youth um, who've just come into parliament with him. They were voted in in the last election. They're, they're called the Economic Freedom Front. And they studied under their, their leader, Julius Malema, is very close friends with mm -hmm. Bob Mugabe from Zimbabwe and studied with him. And he campaigned. His banner for his campaign was the honeymoon is over for whites in South Africa. Now, Ugh. if they manage to unseat Zuma, which it looks like is going to happen because he has millions of disaffected black youth behind him, and they are causing chaos in Parliament at the moment. They've brought it to a close on, on three or four occasions. The police, the police were brought in, and the police beat up two parliamentarians in Parliament yesterday because of the uproar that the EFS is causing in Parliament. Now, if that can happen in Parliament, and the EFS could go in and start burning the Parliament building down, what hope? is there for that country. Well, you know, uh, Nelson Mandela, 
struck me as someone who, and again, I don't know this because I'm not close to the issue, but that after 30 years of imprisonment, that he kind of grew and that he didn't no, no longer, you could no longer call him a hardline Marxist, I don't think. Uh, I think that he kind of understood that um, South Africa should remain a, a free market country with uh, private ownership and all of the things that had made it a successful country. Um, but uh, but was there not some kind of a uh, the development of a black bourgeoisie? Like, uh, in other words, a, a native black population of people who understand, who are into, who are professional bankers and lawyers, and who want to see their country continue on the right path of, uh, of freedom and, you know, the middle class. There is a growing black middle class, but I I don't think that in the black culture. They have a concept of tomorrow. They they have no word in an African language for tomorrow or yesterday. There's only now in their culture and in their language. So if you don't see tomorrow as a concept, then the fact that you're doing okay today is great. And and they there are lawyers. There are bankers, there are insurance agents, there, there is a, a black chamber of commerce, and all that kind of thing. And there is also... All right, Rose, we're going to take a brief break here. We'll be right back. We're talking about the condition of white people in South Africa. Is your child struggling in school? Poor reading skills lead to low self-esteem. Finally, there's help. Call the USA Reading Clinic at 1-888-834-READ. This revolutionary reading system has already helped thousands of children. Your child can get an A-plus in reading. The USA Reading Clinic works even where other reading systems have failed. See results in just seven days, guaranteed. Call 1-888-834-READ. Call today. Let me see your hands, kid. Disgusting. Order some of the new Brawny Industrial brand flax wipers from Granger. They're highly absorbent, made from sustainable bio-based material, and safer than laundered wipes because they carry fewer contaminants. Perfect for cleaning up after a dirty job like whatever it was you were doing. You're going to be living with those hands for a long time, kid. Keep them clean and your facility spotless with new Brawny Industrial brand flax wipers. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash Georgia Pacific or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is a special news alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call one 800 432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. Hi, I'm Joan London, and if you're worried about your parent or a loved one living alone like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call A Place for Mom. 
the nation's largest senior living referral service. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. They had obviously researched every place, not just given me names. They found me a place for what she could afford, and it was magnificent. We're now very confident that she's safe, and they just helped every step of the way, and I can't thank them enough. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, call a place for mom. This is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. If you're struggling to find reliable senior living information for your mom or dad, then call or go online to get the free help you need during this turbulent time. Call now, 800-469-7591, 800-469-7591. Owning and caring for a home comes with a lot of to-dos. Tune up the furnace, clean the gutters, remodel the kitchen. Whatever your home improvement need, Home Advisor can help you find a pro you can trust to get the job done right. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com for instant access to top-rated pros in your area, including electricians, handymen, plumbers, whatever type of home pro you need. And Home Advisor is absolutely free to use. At Home Advisor, you can read customer reviews of the pros, even use the cost guide to find out what hundreds of other home projects cost in your area. And because HomeAdvisor knows it's important to find a pro you can trust in your home, they conduct background checks on their service professionals. It's just one of the reasons more than 25 million homeowners have used HomeAdvisor. Go to rebuild.homeadvisor.com to find the right pro for your project. That's rebuild.homeadvisor.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and uh, we're joined by Rose from Texas. We're talking about the condition of uh, the white population of South Africa. Now, I think we should note that um, Europeans started to settle in South Africa right around the same time they started to settle in, uh, in North America. You know, when the British were settling the 13 original colonies, what became the 13 original colonies, uh, the, the Dutch were settling uh, South Africa. So the, the South African whites are as native to Africa as are black South Africans. I mean, they've been there for upwards of almost three centuries, and they've got a, a distinct culture. So, you know, the, the characterization of white people in South Africa as colonists is really it's not accurate. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's like calling Australians and New Zealanders colonists. I mean, people, you know, at one point mi- migrated to uh, to South Africa and settled there. I don't think, for example, in this country, we would necessarily refer to Hispanics as colonists, but they've settled inside the United States, as we all know. They're not native to the United States. Uh, it's just part of the way people move around. I mean, it's a historic phenomena. So um, what we have then, therefore, was uh, essentially the emergence of, of black rule and black being one of the competing indigenous people in South Africa. And now there's evidence that they are persecuting white people and that they're doing so with a legal veneer and without much comment from the rest of the world. Uh, so, uh, Rose, I think you're bringing up some very important questions here. Uh, are white people leaving South Africa? Chuck, those that could leave left close to 1994 when the ANC took over. And since then, 
uh, more than a million whites have left. But those are the people that, A, had the funds to leave, and B, were acceptable in another country. Now, the people that are left behind, if you are living like a bunch of people, 400 people have been moved out of a squatter camp onto an ex-rubbish tip on the edges of a black squatter camp. They've been moved there by the government into government-supplied housing, which are corrugated iron, one-room houses. The floors are un, un, uh, even uncompressed dirt. So they're living on the, the rubbish tip in one room made of corrugated iron with holes in the roof, no ventilation, no running water, no electricity, one porta potty per 10 houses, and it rained the other night. And the rain was pouring through the so-called roofs of these houses, and they were in a mud bath. And these are government-supplied houses for these people. So... How do they get out? There are 850,000 of them. How do they get out? The world is turning a blind eye to this. There is not a government in the world that is willing to name them refugees or to help them. They can't get out. They don't have anything. Yeah, it's shocking. And, uh, you know, it's a basic... Yeah. And uh, the rest of the world, of course, is saying nothing about it. Um, it seems like it's uh, it's politically incorrect. So we almost have a a, a, a reverse form of apartheid. Uh, I don't know how totally, else to describe it. There, there are 119 race-based laws in South Africa. There are 50 million blacks and, say, 4 million whites given the upper figure. When does a majority that large need 119 laws to protect them from the white minority? It is insane, yeah. Chuck. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know how to begin to speak about this because I feel there, there are three of us on radio shows in, in the States trying to draw attention to this. And we're like voices crying in the wilderness because the media will not listen. In South Africa, the media is censored horrifically. They are not allowed to publish crime figures or or crime statistics. The government has taken control of that. And once every about 18 months or so, they publish crime statistics that are, well, well, you know, if you believe that... Well, you know, we're we're running... We're running okay. a little tight on time. I'll do it again. I'll have you again back again when I have a little bit more time. But you're doing some very important work. I appreciate what you're doing. I'll be getting a podcast over to you so you can send this around. And uh, this, this is just the beginning of, of a conversation here. You are raising a civil rights issue, one that's very important, one that affects an entire continent, black, white, or otherwise, and that uh, one that involves uh, a terrible form of, of corruption. Anyway, Rose, thanks again for joining me this afternoon. Thank you, Chuck, for giving me a platform.
struggling in school, poor reading skills lead to low self-esteem. Finally, there's help. Call the USA Reading Clinic at 1-888-834-READ. This revolutionary reading system has already helped thousands of children. Your child can get an A-plus in reading. The USA Reading Clinic works even where other reading systems have failed. See results in just seven days, guaranteed. Call 1-888-834-READ. Call today. Let me see your hands, kid. Disgusting. Order some of the new Brawny Industrial brand Flax Wipers from Granger. They're highly absorbent, made from sustainable bio-based material, and safer than laundered wipes because they carry fewer contaminants. Perfect for cleaning up after a dirty job like whatever it was you were doing. You're going to be living with those hands for a long time, kid. Keep them clean and your facility spotless with new Brawny Industrial brand Flax Wipers. Get it? Got it? Good. Call clickgranger.com slash Georgia Pacific or stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Did you know that by losing just 10 pounds, you could reduce your risk of heart disease, diabetes, and arthritis by a whopping 50%? Hi, how in the world are you anyway? I'm Andy Willoughby from ilikehowilook.com. I have found something that could help you lose 10 to 15 pounds in the next 30 days without starving yourself or exercising to exhaustion. Just go to ilikehowilook.com and watch the short video. ILikeHowILook.com uses hydrolyzed collagen protein to help you lose weight and tone up. They also have a thermogenic capsule that could curb your appetite, improve your mood, give you more energy, and the best part is that it burns fat like a blowtorch. I introduced this to some of my friends a few months ago. Within just a couple of weeks, most were losing weight and dropping dress and pants sizes faster than they could buy new clothes. So watch the video at ilikehowilook.com, and maybe soon you'll be saying, I like how I look. You'll want to listen when Chuck Moore speaks on the Information Radio Network. Thank you very much, and, uh, and we're back. Uh, we're joined by Chris Scott from Faith Driven Consumer Faith-driven consumer is breaking a lot of stories, very important stories, including the anti-Christian mayor of um, Houston, Texas, demanding the uh, is trying to subpoena the documents of uh, of ministers in her city because of allegations that they had something said something against gay men and women because they read from the Bible. Now they are doing a full exam of this movie Exodus. By Ridley Scott, it's going to be coming out, uh, I think, next month. Uh, it says here that they've got a child to play God. I know that the uh, the actor playing Moses, Christian Bale, has made reference to Moses as being a barbarian and, and schizophrenic. Uh, it seems very anti-biblical. Um, thanks so much for, uh, for joining me, Chris. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Chris, what's going on with this movie? It's going to be, it's this epic Hollywood production. Haven't they learned that people are not interested in biblical stories if they don't adhere to the text of the Bible? Well, I think that they're moving forward with it as it is, uh, despite that knowledge, uh, for, uh, you know, whatever reason they have chosen to produce another movie, which from past experience and from the research that has been uh, conducted, research, frankly, that we shared with them months ago, they continue to move forward with this film. And if you look at it, 
not through the lens of um, a faith-driven consumer, but through just a purely secular lens, given the track record of Ridley Scott, it's likely to be on its face um, a good Hollywood production. Now, that's all well and good if you look at it in that vacuum. But if you look at it through the lens that each of us possesses, not everybody has the same worldview, but everybody looks at the world through a lens, and if it's through the lens of a person of faith, they're going to see many, many discrepancies between the film and um, their belief. And for most of them, that's going to create some conflict. Well, you know, you would think that, first of all, there have been several movies made in recent years that deal with... Uh, with both Old and New Testament that have been not adhering to the to the scripture and they've not done well. Whereas there are movies that have been more scriptural that have done well. I would just think that they would have done their homework. Are these people just, uh, are, are they intending to deliberately avoid the scripture or are they just ignorant? I mean, why haven't they brought on uh, some scriptural experts to advise them? They don't seem to know anything about the actual story of Moses. Well, they uh, Noah had a, a number. When, when that movie was produced, they had a number of biblical scholars. Uh, we had um, spoken with uh, a number of people who said that in many cases, uh, Darren Aronofsky, the uh, director, listened, and in many cases he didn't. But there was that available. Currently in Exodus, and in this most recent article in the Hollywood Reporter, there was one consultant quoted. Uh, he is a, um, a rabbi in a liberal uh, Jewish congregation in Hollywood, and uh, even by his uh, acknowledgement that the movie uh, departs from the text. So they did have a consultant. I don't know how much impact he had. And to your point, do they not know or are they intentional? We don't know what's in their mind and their heart. What we do know, because he's expressed this, is that the director, Ridley Scott, uh, does not believe the text, uh, does not, um, for that matter, according to what I've read, believe in God himself. And he has uh, acknowledged that he's altering the story to where he's more comfortable with it. So whether he's changing it to suit himself or to save us from ourselves, I don't know. All right, Chris, we've got a brief break here. Chris Scott's my guest. Faith-driven consumer is the group. We'll be right back. A Truth Talk defender, Chuck Morse, is someone you really do want to know. Chuck hosts the radio talk show Chuck Moore Speaks, which is nationally syndicated. He's the author of books and numerous columns that have been published broadly. Chuck received the 2003 Communicator of the Year Award and was named a heavy 100 radio talk host by Talkers Magazine. When Chuck Moore Speaks, people listen. The taking possession of this tiny holy land so that the, the Jew can serve God, not conquer the world. To hear Chuck live, go to irnusaradio.com. To hear Chuck with Deborah Ray on Truth Talk Beyond the Soundbite, visit the on-demand page at deborahray.us.
most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Money on gas and get paid to do it. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the Three Step Plan Home Based Business System. Gas was only about a dollar a gallon when I started the Three Step Plan. Today, thousands of families are working from home, driving less, and earning extra money with their own home business. Go to 3stepusa.com. Hi, my name is Garen. I'm from Missouri. I heard about the Three Step Plan. I checked into it. It changed my life. I get to stay home instead of driving 50 miles a day to work. I finally paid off a bunch of debt. The three-step plan has worked for me. Most three-step plan members work part-time using the telephone and the Internet to build their business. Our tried and proven home business system can give you the tools and training you need to build your own home business. Do something now. If you'd like to check out the three-step plan, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Author, journalist, and American patriot, this is Chuck Morse Speaks. Thank you very much. We're joined by Chris Scott from Faith Driven Consumer. They analyze the culture. They analyze uh, events uh, in the news uh, from a biblical perspective um, and uh, determine whether or not uh, things that are going on around us in our culture are appropriate biblically or are anti-biblical. Right now we're talking about British producer Ridley Scott's new movie to uh, come out, uh, I think, uh, sometime in December, uh, and that is Exodus. Um what is it, Exodus Gods and um, Voice of God, or Exodus Gods and Kings, I'm sorry, um, in which uh, there's an 11-year-old boy playing the Voice of God. You know, this is an opportunity. It's, it's really quite sad because this is an opportunity to do something that would be spiritually edifying, that could actually give people a, a sense of, uh, of, of, of heightened spirituality when they, when they go. I mean, this is <clears throat> obviously the key story of the entire Old Testament, and, and they're just throwing it away. They're turning it into like a, uh, yeah, some kind of a, a possibly interesting but not at all biblical story where it involves this phony uh, battle between the uh, the Jewish slaves and the Pharaoh's forces. It's it's just it's not only false, but it's just uh, it has nothing. It's totally misrepresentative of the entire spirit of the document. What say you, Scott? Well, we can look at it with the example of this 11-year-old boy cast as God. Um, God is described in the Bible as God the Father. 
not God the child. When right. Moses asked God, who shall I tell your people I am coming uh, representing? And God describes himself as I am. I am is a magnificent, huge concept. It's not that of an 11-year-old boy. So it, it fundamentally uh, misrepresents uh, who God is. Uh, furthermore, it would be equivalent to casting uh, Harry Potter as a, an old woman. It, it, it makes no sense. So it's a free it's a free economy. Ridley Scott and the producers can make whatever movie they want, and viewers can go see whatever movie they want. As a brand strategist, I look at it and I scratch my head and go, "What's going to happen here?" Yeah, what's going to happen is people are going to walk out of that theater who are not affiliated with the, with the religion, not you know, getting the complete. Most of us have pondered about the one universal question. Is there a God? And if there is, is there any absolute proof? It is for that exact reason why my good friend Sam Sorbo and I, Marius Forte, have written our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven. In essence, the answers in our book are surprisingly simple as they're true. Just as light will eliminate darkness, so does the law, which in Greek is called cosmos, eliminate the possibility of chance. Therefore, chance had no part in the creation of the law of this cosmos. And so the only other possibility is that the law was created by a creator that we call God. The answer, Proof of God in Heaven, is probably one of the most powerful books that truly proves the existence of God via His universal laws, and with it that of an eternal soul and everlasting life. Please find our book, The Answer, Proof of God in Heaven, now on Amazon.com or at our website, theanswer-book.com. Chuck Morse speaks. Thanks so much. Chris Stops, my guest. We're talking about this upcoming movie, Exodus. He's with Face Driven Consumer. And uh, the, the, bad, the bad impression it's going to give to uh, possibly hundreds of thousands of Americans who are not exposed to the Bible and who are ignorant on the Bible and who are going to go to this movie thinking that this represents uh, the biblical story of Exodus. The movie obviously, or at least seems, I haven't seen it, but it seems like it's um, it's pretty well stripped of spiritual content. It's just another blockbusting uh, Hollywood movie, which is fine if that's what you're going to, but that's not what this uh, is represented as. Um, and it's a lost opportunity for sure. Um, I guess, uh, Chris, I mean, are they? have you been in touch with them? Have they responded at all to, um, to comments? Do they expect... Uh, criticism and do they care well we had uh, opened a dialogue back in the summer uh, as soon as we gave them uh, the research that we had done the research that shows that you know 75 percent of americans want to go see this movie if it's accurate and 68 percent don't if it's not then that was the end of the conversation uh, and, and gave us a clear understanding that the movie would not be conforming with the uh, with those numbers as I said before, they can make whatever movie they want. Uh, we as consumers, and, and we're not advocating a boycott. We're simply providing people information so they can make an informed decision. Uh, the movie, uh, if you're looking for big, huge scenes and battles and uh, an epic conflict between two strong people, being in this case Moses and uh, Pharaoh, 
you know, you'll probably be happy if you understand that the battle was really between God and uh, the Pharaoh who saw himself as a god and the little g-gods that surrounded him, if you see it as a spiritual battle, then this is not going to uh, meet your expectations. And if you look at the trail, the most recent trailer, Moses thanks the people for putting faith in him. The faith is not mm-hmm. about being in Moses. It's about faith in God and that God delivers the uh, Israelites out of bondage, uh, not Moses. And those are fundamental uh, issues in the story that we know that will not be found in Exodus. Well, I mean, even the uh, the portrayal of Moses in the movie, I mean, uh, you know, with Christian Bale, I mean, he's a handsome, swashbuckling, you know, muscle-bound sort of a guy with leading an army. Moses was a was a quiet, elderly, meek, modest man who didn't who spoke with a, a speech impediment. You know, I mean, it's the furthest thing from that. I mean, this was a, he was a vessel for God. He was not this egocentric figure that was going to like flash across a with a chariot, you know, like, like they have him portrayed. It's completely, you know, made up. I mean, this is utterly, you know, out of anything even remotely biblical. I think that's the point, because if Moses is as you described, which is my belief in what the Bible says, then it requires God to be the center of the story. If Moses is the creation of Ridley Scott and Christian Bale, then there's really no need for God, and I think that says a lot about the intent of the movie. Is it God-centric, or is it Moses-centric? That's right. So the the character of Moses is completely fictional in this movie, and not to mention the fact that, uh, as I as I said, Christian Bale has given interviews where he's made very disparaging comments about Moses um, as being you know, schizophrenic. I mean, his view of the whole story comes from a completely secular opinion that has no understanding in the in the knowledge of of Torah, of Bible. Uh, there's no sense of of what you know the dimension that they're looking at. They completely miss the point, and and I think that it's just sad. I mean, the same thing with the Noah movie; it didn't mention God at all. And I think that my impression, and I didn't see it, but my impression is that people came out of that with a sense of something missing, that there was something about it. It's like it's like reading the uh, Passover Haggadah. On Passover, by these ultra secular, you know, Jewish groups that that uh, that remove the word God from the Haggadah, if you can believe that. I mean, why are they doing it then? <laughs> I mean, what exactly. is it all about? You know, sitting around and eating matzah. I mean, why why bother? There's a sense of emptiness there, and that's that that to me is is the real tragedy of this. I mean, that they have this opportunity to to sort of uplift people. And create a, a sense of spirituality which would bring us closer to God. Instead, they're just squandering it on another one of these uh, throwaway movies. And what, what, of course, makes it egregious is that it does actually use the title of a biblical story to to do this. It's one thing if they just want to make you know a movie about gladiators, fine. But this is uh, a complete misrepresentation. And I, I'm really glad that you're bringing it up and bringing it out to people so that they can know this in advance. Well, we're doing all we can to just give people what they need to know and make a good decision. All right, Chris, listen, thanks so much for joining me this afternoon. 
Chris Scott is with Faith Driven Consumer. You tired of having more month left over at the end of the money? Then you might want to consider a home-based business. On average, a home business household earns nearly twice as much money and you don't have to fight traffic. Hi, how in the world are you anyway? This is Andy Willoughby with the three-step plan home business system. Building a home business could help you get out of debt, improve your lifestyle, why you might even be able to save some money for a change. For information, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. There are thousands of people all over the nation using the 3-Step Plan to make money from home. Some are working for just a few extra dollars each month so they don't have to worry about money all the time. Others are building huge businesses that earn thousands upon thousands of dollars and are getting their share of the American dream. To find out how you could make more money working from home, go to 3stepusa.com or call 800-480-2102. That's 800-480-2102. Chuck Morse speaks. Thank you very much, and I want to thank my guests this afternoon, quite a few of them. Merle Temple is an author of several very interesting books. Uh, Rose from Texas talked about the... um, the Holocaust or the, uh, the genocide, potential genocide against um, Native white people in South Africa. And, uh, and of course, Chris Scott, uh, we talked about uh, this upcoming movie about Exodus and how it's uh, lacking in biblical content. I should mention that my books are available at Amazon Kindle and a new edition of my book on Darwin will be up later today. It's called Apostles of Evolution. You might want to check it out. The cover alone is uh, amazing. My daughter created it. It's hysterical. Um, It has uh, Apostles of Evolution with a picture of Marx, Hitler, and Darwin, the practical result of the evolutionary faith. And uh, that will be available uh, later today on Amazon Kindle. I think it costs about 3 bucks. This is a 90,000-word book. Um, it's a book that uh, previous. This is the second edition. The first edition was the Monkey Trial, and uh, I intend to uh, to put this book up there and and hopefully do some interviews on this topic, especially as we move toward Darwin Day. And then, of course, there are my other books, all available. There are eleven in all, eBooks plus three soft covers, all available at Amazon Kindle. Just go there, put my name in the server, Chuck Morse. M-O-R-S-E, like Morse code, and you will see all of these books come up with their excellent covers created by my teenage daughter. Uh, They have reviews. They have synopsises. You could read a couple of pages for free. The prices are moderate. They range anywhere from 2 to 4 bucks. Some of them are still on sale at 99 cents. Uh, These are full-length books, so just go to Amazon or Amazon Kindle. Go there or be square. Put my name in the server, Chuck Morse, and you shall see them all flash right before your eyes anyway i want to thank you all for listening this afternoon i'd like to thank my good friends at the usa network the program of course uh broadcast live monday through friday 10 till noon i've got quite a week lined up next week uh, coming up so uh, stay tuned for that i've got an israeli lieutenant general coming on monday anyway thanks for listening everyone have a good weekend
special news alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers on back taxes, resulting in back taxes reduced by thousands of dollars. An open phone line has been established by Federal Tax Relief for consumers to call and see if you qualify for this reduction. To ensure your financial stability during this decline in the economy, take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. If you owe back taxes to the IRS, there's no need to fear anymore. The IRS is now accepting reduced settlements from consumers, resulting in tax debts reduced by thousands of dollars. For your free information and to see if you qualify for your reduction, call the Federal Tax Relief Hotline, 1-800-432-0360. 1-800-432-0360. That's 1-800-432-0360. 